Welcome to In The Know, the Bourbon Street Shots Podcast. We're your hosts, Shemit Duop and Mason Ginsberg, and this is all Pelicans all the time. Welcome to In The Know. We are embarking on a pre-draft, post-finals, rumors, off-season bonanza. Um, obviously, probably not going to be the, the last time we do this because by the time this podcast comes out and the draft happens, there's going to be a plethora of other things that are going to happen. And we will try to stay on top of that as much as possible. But... Until that time, we are here to address all of the whispers from each corner of the internet. Mason, you are now in post-wedding, post-mini-moon mode. You're able to start osmosizing all the stuff that's floating around on Twitter once again. Are you excited? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I... I it's all just bullshit at this point. Right. I mean, like all this stuff is, I'm just, uh, the more, the more, the more I, I deal with all this stuff, the more I realize that at every single point of the year, like we all know like uh, who the big news breakers are. I think at certain points in the season, people start to let themselves believe that other people can, can, can get stuff. Um, and I think, we just, I, I'm at this point, I'm just like, that's not true. Um, we're going to, I'm going to get my news from the main people who break news and the rest of it's all BS. And so that's where I, I'm at right now. <laughs> I only get my news from Scoop B, Barry Bonds with a Z, <laughs> the music producer, don't get it twisted, uh, Ari Abraham and Legion Hoops. Those are the big newsbreakers that I assume you're talking about. Of, of course. The, 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 that's that's the ones and you definitely can't be steered wrong there because because they post so many different things that one of them was bound to be right and so we can just bury all the stuff that wasn't right and p- prop up the thing that was it's it's like educated guess shit too like i can be like oh uh utah is planning on uh is going to try to move on from Derek favors yeah no fucking shit he can't play and he's owed 20 million dollars over the next two years like yeah of course that's going to happen oh philly philadelphia is going to try to trade for damian lillard breaking news the yeah, pelicans okay. want to move either bledsoe or steven adams just wow yeah yeah so um the latest by you know i'm going to start with this fake room before we get in, get into some some real shit uh, I guess quote unquote real shit because none of it's like real shit at the moment. Um, <laughs> the latest fake news from our favorite from the big four buried bonds with the Z is dun 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 drum roll, please. The Pelicans and Trailblazers have uh, engaged on a deal for Damian Lillard. There is not much traction yet, but the Pelicans have offered Brandon Ingram and picks. Mason Ginsburg, are you waited with bated I cannot talk. Are you waiting with bated breath uh, to see what Barry Bonds will tweet next? 
Yeah, I'll probably just do the same thing with all the other teams that have ever been rumored to have a trade offer for, for or, or be interested in Dam- Damian Lillard. So, um, yeah, can't wait to see which team he goes with next. Um, should be really interesting. Maybe he pulls another left field. Um, hey, let's go with the Houston Rockets. Why not? You know, um, it, yeah, dude, that's the that's the next tweet down. And they said any deal be centered around the number two pick. <laughs> God. I swear it. You were very bonds, Mason. I su- oh, it's my yeah. That's my verified burner. <laughs> you were very bonds. Um, anywho, I want to start off with the Colin Sexton stuff. Um, it, the the Pelicans apparently have made contact with Cleveland about Colin Sexton. So who's this from? I, this, I missed this dirt while I was while I was off the grid. But who 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 reported this one? Legitimately, have forgotten who this is from. Maybe it was, <laughs> I, I think it was from a Cleveland guy. Okay. Yeah, I think this one was like semi-reliable. Okay. Like it was from like a, a non-fraud person. Um, but in any case, uh, apparently the Pelicans have a touch base. Yeah, I don't know who any of these rumors are going to be from. We're just going to discuss them, the players and, and the merits of it. So forget the sources. Let's just assume that they all have the same amount of accuracy, which is nil. And um, let's just talk about the players. So the Pelicans have touched base on Colin Sexton. Um, Cleveland obviously is looking for options to move him because of his upcoming payday and their position with the number three pick that might allow them to pick Jalen Green or 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 Jalen Suggs. Um, and and I guess if Mobley is off the table and they don't pick a big man, or maybe they just don't want to pick a big man because Jared Allen is a guy that they traded for. They spent a first round pick on, and um, they're hoping to extend. I don't know. Whatever the situation is, they're exploring what's going to happen with Colin Sexton. And I wanted to get your thoughts on Sexton, the player, and kind of like how high you would go uh, to uh, how high of a price you would need. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't give up too much for him. So the, the, the problem I have with, with Sexton, the struggle I have is that I don't really see him ever being a starter for a really good team i i feel like so he can he can he can shoot the heck out of the ball but i don't he's he's a 6-1 guard and he's not really a point guard so you know what's he he needs a, a very unique situation to be to really feel like he can be a guy you start um i i feel like he's like a great third guard or six man type uh profile um but i mean I just don't know. It, it, it would just really depend on what the what else the Pelicans do this offseason for me to think that's a that's a good option. It's not someone I really want to go go for broke trying to go get. But depending on what some of the other moves they make, I mean, it, it, it could make sense. Um, I, I also just struggle with the fact that Pelicans are, have just spent the past year dealing with the Alonzo Ball quandary of do you know what do we want to do we want to pay him? We want to trade him, so we don't have to pay him. And, and now it feels like we'd be repeating that cycle all over again. I'm not really into that. <laughs> is Colin Sexton a point guard? Let's discuss this every day for the next three or six days. Um, I'm over it. Yeah, no, I, I think I looked into Sexton and I think he's a little bit underrated um, by, I guess, the general public. He, he's definitely not like a um, anticipatory playmaker. Uh, it's a guy that's like really keen on, on getting others involved, but he's also not this crazy ball hog that he's kind of painted out to be that the article on the athletic was written about how his teammates yeah. get upset. 
Uh, his is surprisingly his potential assist numbers are higher than Brandon Ingram's and um, equivalent to that of Lonzo's, which again, for a guy with his usage rate, he should have decent, um, decent potential assist numbers, but they're not, they're not low. It's, I think it's like 9.2 potential assists a game, which is fine. Uh, it's not fantastic. It's fine. Yeah. Is he just kind of like, I, I feel like there's a lot of similarities with him and Nikhil. I think there's a lot of similarities in him and Brandon Ingram. Okay. I think he's like the the guard version of Brandon Ingram. <laughs> like he can he can score it, he can score it from all over the floor. Um, he can he can clearly shoot the three, just not a, uh, a terribly high volume shooter from three. Uh, he's good. He gets to the free throw line. He, he makes his free throws. He, he can get others involved. It's not necessarily a thing that he um, is known to do, but he can do it. Um, just a giant question mark on defense. Uh, I do think that like he is, um, he's definitely in the, I'm not, I'm not saying this as a slight to Brandon Ingram. This is fully me speaking about Colin Sexton, but he's definitely in the rare tier of players that have come through the league that are like crazy in a good way. And, and he is, he has an edge to him that you don't find, like, you know, you see in Bobby Portis, you saw in, and Kevin Garnett, you see in Draymond, um, you know, there's there's a, a video of Colin Sexton just like staring someone down while he's waiting for on the free throw line. There's a video of Colin Sexton in summer league just uh, asking for the Josh Hart defensive assignment and shutting him down. And like the way he was playing defense was like he was playing defense like a madman. So like there's there's plenty of clips of this guy just uh, being extremely passionate and um and uh, he just he just has his personality about him that I just don't I don't think many players have in the NBA and, and much less on the Pelicans. So you would definitely bring an edge that the team doesn't have. Um, I think he's a very talented player. It's just like, are you are you willing to pay him a lot of money, like over a hundred million dollars? Will you willing to pay him a max? And if he was a high volume three point shooter, uh, if he took as many like threes as like Jamal Murray did. Yeah, I'd be willing. Um, but, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know if that's going to be his game with the Pelicans. It's tough. Yeah, um, that's kind of like, I mean, that's more or less where I'm at. I, I think um, that, that so that's something I, I also noticed, too, um, regarding his so the comment you made around his three-point line. I haven't watched him enough to know, like, what – is he just taking – wide open threes is he not taking high difficulty shots but i mean the 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 the, the piece you mentioned around him you know kind of being ball dominant would make me think that he's probably taking at least some higher difficulty type shots from and still making them in a good clip so i guess that would be my question and, and if he's if he's capable of hitting those higher higher difficulty level three point shots then you can it, it may be more feasible to get that that three point rate up in, in, in the sense of how many he's shooting per, per 36 you know yeah, no, he's not, he doesn't take it, you know, again, like his three point volume in general is not that high. And and so amongst that, like he is mostly taking catch and shoot ones. His percentages on pull-ups aren't, isn't fantastic. I think it's like 30, 31%, but he's definitely had games where he's taken over the game by with his pull-up shooting. And, and the most memorable one was the one, the double overtime game where he dropped 40 plus on the nets and it was like the fully healthy nets and just like completely tore them apart. Um, and he was just hitting crazy threes like that he was creating himself. So I think as far as creating his own shot goes, he has the capability. I just don't think 
there's enough volume and consistency there yet to where like you're terrified of him from that point. And if there was, he would undoubtedly be a max player. Yeah, that, 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 yeah, that's fair. I mean, because I, I, I think that that gives him enough strengths in his game to account for the fact that um, you know he he is he's undersized, and like that's that's becoming more and more of a you know the Chris Paul's the world aside. That's becoming more and more of a concern if you're talking about the build sustainable like championship caliber roster. So, um, yeah. Yep. So interesting. So I, I wanted to ask for your price. Like if it was just the number 10 pick overall, would you do it? Mm. I mean, that's, so that's a, that's a nice asset. Um, I. Mm, I don't, I don't think so. But you would be willing to include 10 for Kyle Lowry. Yes. That's interesting. Okay. That's fair. I'm just, yeah, I, I'm very wary of the next contract. I'm, I'm probably too concerned. Well, what about, about Kyle contract Lowry's contract? Sure. It's going to be absurd. Well, I guess I have more confidence in, in, in I, I would pay him a lot of money for a short time period. And I, I wonder how that negotiation would work out. So like it's, I, I can't, I feel like I, I struggle answering these questions in a vacuum without knowing what the contract look, looks like. Um, but in, in Larry's case, we can talk about a contract and Sexton's obviously we can't because we got a year before that happens. So um, yeah. Well, I mean, where, where are you, what's your, what's your price on, on Sexton? What do you want to go with? Yeah, I would give up 10 for him. Probably not much more. Okay. You know, I would probably do like 10 in like a couple seconds, sure. Yeah. Um, or if it was, I think it was like 10 Bledsoe, uh, you know, like two Cavs, future seconds, I guess this year's second and then the future second. For... So 10 and Bledsoe is interesting. I, I'm, I'm more open to it if you're moving, if, if Blood's on the, on the move, um, which I know that we've talked and maybe maybe it's not, maybe Bledsoe you, you want to, you can straight up dump him for not much more than a couple of seconds. Um, if that's the case, maybe dude, I'm having us. people from all walks of Twitter be like, yeah, we should, I, I, I kind of want bled. I, I, I would rather like today in the last couple of days, a jazz fan was like, yeah, I would trade Bojan for, uh, Boyan. Sorry. I mispronounced it. Boyan for blood. So straight up. I'm like, are you crazy? Hell yeah. Take him. Call it, called it in January. Knew this would happen. <laughs> What's up? It's called it in January. Knew it was going to happen. You're going to but uh, people see, oh, one year, we're one year of a point guard who was, you know, he was awful last year, but you know what? He was good the year before that, and you only have <laughs> one year of commitment to him. So, yeah, I can talk myself into backup point guard Eric Bledsoe. So, yeah, dude, dude, are, yeah. And then, like, a Memf- a Me- like, I've had Memphis people tell me, like, yeah, we don't mind taking him if that's like, you know, like that gets us 10 and, you know, we give up other assets. There's like, uh, there's like three or four teams, like, yeah, Bledsoe's probably fine. Cool. Yeah, take him. Absolutely. Like, I want to get into Boyan later because that's a fun topic. But um, sticking to Sexton, yeah, I think, I'd, you know, it'd be like Bledsoe, uh, Cavs seconds for like Tarian Prince and like Sexton. And um, yeah, I mean, I think I, I would do that. I, I would really, I wouldn't do much hand-wringing over that. You get you get a talented player who, who you know is going to show up every night and you know you're going to get out of them. Yeah. Um, Random aside, where, if you had to rank, so Nikhil, Jackson, Hayes, Kyra, the 10th pick. Where does the 10th pick fit in with, with those three young guys? It's funny because league-wide, they're 
10, 10 should be more valuable than all three, but for the Pelicans need specifically like Nikhil and Jackson are more valuable than, than 10. And then I think Cairo would not be. Yeah. I, 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 like, I think if you ask, if you ask like 30 teams, Mm -hmm. like 22 would say, give me 10. And then like eight would be like, no, give me Nikhil and Jackson. You know what I mean? Oh, oh, Nikhil or Jackson or both? Hold on. No, no, or like, like, you know, like okay. if it was like, you know, like yeah. I have the choice between Jackson and 10. And I think, well, with Jackson, it'd probably be like, I think 20, 25 teams would say, give me 10. And then like five teams would be like, okay, give me, give me Jackson. But with, with, um, you know what? It might be even lower for Jackson. It might be like 20, 29 teams. Really? <laughs> Pelicans might be the only team. I don't know. I don't know. I think Jackson has more, but, but with Nikhil, um, I don't know, man. I think that's a tough question because Jackson is two years in. And I mean, while he's kind of like, I, like, I think like the league looks at him favorably. Uh, I, have, I have received that feedback. Tens, you get four years of control on that and, and or the ability to purchase something. Um, and I don't know if Jackson has the same buying power that 10 does. So, yeah, I think I'm going to lock that take back. Um, but with Nikhil, I can definitely see, like, at least eight teams being like, yeah, give me Nikhil. <laughs> yeah, I cannot I, see any team picking Kyra. I, I agree with that. I mean, you, when you're removing Kyra, I mean, he, I don't think he not got enough burn to really make, a, make an impression on a team that's evaluating him for trade purposes and still – and beyond that, you're just looking at what the 13th pick in a weaker draft versus the 10th pick in a stronger draft, even, even putting the names aside. So, yeah, I, I agree for sure about Kyra. I think that the Jackson and, and Nikhil uh, debates are I, – I, I feel like you're I feel like you're selling Jackson a little bit short. Um, and maybe uh, – I, I definitely think most teams, when given the choice between either, any of those three players or the pick, probably take the pick. But I think there might be more teams that are higher on Jacks than – Maybe you think, but I, 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 who knows? Yeah, I don't know. I think, I think it's not necessarily a Jackson thing. I think it's a 10 thing. I think 10 is pretty valuable, like just leap wide. So, yeah, I mean, I think, I think 10, yeah, I, I don't know. I just, I value 10 higher. Now, on to Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there. I use it for mine. It's a game changing product, unlike anything else in the industry. And now you can make money on Sleeper too by playing their new over under game. It's super simple. First, in any sport, choose two or more players that you like and pick the over or under. For example, number of points in basketball or hits in baseball. Then choose the amount of money you want to enter into the contest. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money you put in. The main reason I'm excited about over under on sleeper. It's the only app where I can join my buddy's contest and play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friend's picks with the tap of a button. It's insanely fun to ride it out together. Stop what you're doing and download sleeper now to play their new over under game and have fun with your friends. And most importantly, make some money. Make sure you use that promo code blue wire and sleeper will match your deposit up to $100. Again, download sleeper, then use promo code blue wire. When you deposit terms and conditions apply, see sleepers terms of use for details. In any case, um, moving on from Sexton, uh, we can, we can, I want to get the 10. I want to get the draft stuff, but before we get there, I want to talk about some other cards. The most recent one that someone legitimately tweeted out was uh, Mark Stein. And then Matt Moore also had this a couple of days before, uh, Mark Stein did, but it was Kyle Lowry. 
uh, the Pelicans are expected to make an entrance into the Kyle Lowry sweepstakes, which is crazy, exciting, um, scary a little bit. And I, I wanted to get your thoughts on on that whole situation. Yeah, I mean, it's a little scary because of the price tag, obviously, and, and the reports about how much, how many years uh, Lowry wants. But I mean, and I'm also trying to put too much, not to put too much weight on what on recency bias with what Chris Paul was able to do with uh, Phoenix. But I mean, Lowry was a damn good player last year, and I know he's older, but his his game has clearly aged aged just fine. Obviously, the cliff is going to come at some point, so. Um, but if I can move the 10th pick and get him on like a, a an inflated two-year deal, I'm ha- I'm I'm goodbye pick. The third year is where I'm really struggling, and obviously that's what he wants. So I mean, you've got a very wide range of outcomes um, around. You know, can you partially guarantee the third year? Can I mean, or or what? You know, what will Kyle Lowry ultimately accept? You make good points about well, if he's coming to New Orleans, you probably have to give a little bit more from the get him to come here versus another team maybe closer to contention so a lot of good points and, and ultimately i think I, I think the 10th pick giving up the 10th pick and, and paying him like all mail stop contract three years 90 million that would be a tough pill for me to swallow um but if you can get something that's a little bit more team friendly i'm, I'm certainly open to it well beyond that it's not just like what complicates the whole situation is a sign and trade um and yeah. and and because it's a sign and trade, it has to happen after the draft. And so if it happens after the draft, the 10th pick has already been selected. So because it's been selected, you just kind of like send that player over. I, I don't know. And like, does Toronto like that player? I don't know. Uh, does that player hold the same value as it did before you put the hat on? I don't know. Um, and so that that's kind of what makes it complicated. But and even, you know, if, even if you've got a – even if the, Toronto does like that player – they're not going to tell New Orleans they do, and they're going to want more. Like that's not the guy we wanted, so we're going to need a little bit more from you. On so, like, yeah, exactly, it's, it's all negotiations. no, yeah. exactly. And so, like, while I wouldn't, you know, like that wouldn't be an obstacle for me. Like, if that ultimately, like, what Toronto wanted was that player, like, okay, dude, take him. Um, the like you mentioned, the years, the money makes it terrifying. And if it's thirty per, like, I'm going, I'm bowing out. I'm bowing out of that deal. But you know, if it's something thirty per for two, you good? The last year is just fully non-guaranteed. Yeah, well, so yeah, so 30, uh, 30 per year for two years, whatever you want to do with the last one. But yeah, because yeah, you have to have three for the sign and trades to yeah, so, yeah, you, 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 you can non-guarantee the or the, the third year. So would you do it if it was just two years guaranteed? That's scary stuff, man. Uh, probably, yeah, I'd do it. Yeah, all they're they, they're getting blood, so and they're getting they're getting ten. That's it. Fair. And then if they really want to, they can take Adams and a bunch of other picks and send us OG. I will do that <laughs> as well. <laughs> lock, lock it in. Yeah. Um, I mean, realistically, I think looking at the market, like what, what I would like to do and what probably would, would be a fair deal is, you know, you turn t- at, at draft time, you turn 10 into a later pick and then a future pick. So you're holding on to the future pick. Um, and then you're using that future pick to go get like a, a person like Larry. So like, I, I don't think it, it requires a top 10 pick to get him. Like, I think you could probably get him with like a Lakers pick or a Bucks pick or combination of, of the two slash seconds or whatever you get, you know, from like, you know, if you're trading 
let's say, for example, you, you trade 10 to OKC for 16 in a future pick. And that future pick is, you know, probably going to land between 10 and 22. You could probably take that future pick and, and turn it like, you know, send it to Toronto. And that's the best they're going to get, because I think, you know, Philly, their picks are going to be in that range. The Lakers, their picks, you know, they can't, I don't even think they can do sign and trade with their cap situation, but they, you know, they don't even have fucking picks to offer. Um, Miami, you know, again, like they can, they got to like remove some protections on their picks to be able to offer picks anyway. And, and similar situation, like they're probably going to be late picks. So I think with the quality of picks that are available to Lowry from Lowry suitors, 10 is way better than anything than anyone can offer. So if you just remove 10 from the equation altogether by trading it a draft, which is again, the next portion I want to get into, um, that would be fantastic. Yeah, I, I mean, I would, I would love that as well. <laughs> um, it's a lot of, like you said, it's tricky because it's a lot of maneuvering in a short time period. So you've got to, and 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 you can bet that the Raptors are also in Lowry doing their homework beforehand too. So I feel like, I feel like this is all going to unfold really quickly, and so you got to be ready. Oh man, I don't know. I can see the Lowry situation just dragging on out, and really? everyone, yeah, yeah. How many times have we seen like just like the best like free agent player on the market, just hold up everything up. And like this year's market sucks. <laughs> but is, is so Lowry's that guy though to you? I just don't, I don't know if I see that. I don't know if he's that guy, but like, I, I just don't see like, why, why would he be in a rush to resolve things? Um, yeah. I, I, so I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think of a good counter argument to you, but I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's not like the, I mean, what's the point guard market generally speaking uh, this 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 offseason. I mean, well, it's either it's either Chris Paul if he's out there, and then Mike Conley if he's out there, right? But I think those two guys are returning. So if it's not those guys, it's Spencer Dimity and Lonzo Ball. I said point guard, and Dennis Schroeder. I was didn't get a rise out of you on that one. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am unshakable. <laughs> um, yeah, so I mean, I guess if. Um, I, I guess if he's trying to really get get to where he wants to go and when he thinks that he can, other teams will wait to, to see. I just don't know if he's that much better than the next best alternative at his age for him to really have that kind of power. I I, I, I feel like this happens quickly, but maybe, maybe you're right. Yeah, I could see I could see just going either way. Like, I don't know if there's any particular rhyme or reason for it to happen quickly or slowly because like Lonzo's restricted. He's not going to be resolved anytime soon. Probably not. Right. I think it's going to, if a, a team throws him an offer sheet, that's going to be a couple of days. If not, then there's probably going to be some days of negotiating a sign and trade, whatever. Um, yeah. And I feel like teams who would be interested in Schroeder and, and Dinwiddie are probably going to take stats at Larry first. Right. I feel like that makes sense. Wouldn't you? Yeah. 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 I, I would for sure. Right. So like, you know, I don't know. Um, maybe New York just like opens day one. Like, here you go, Kyle Lowry. Here, take all of the money for two years. Anywho, I will move on to, I want to talk about 10 and uh, the draft a little bit, not specifically players, because I know that's not your forte, but just strategy overall when it comes to 10 and potential trades that might be out there. Um one thing I, I wanted to get your opinion on is 
at this moment in time, do you think it's more likely that the Pels keep 10 and, and they take a player with there? Or do you think it is on the move in I, any scenario, whether it's for a veteran player or trade back or trade up or whatever? I think it's on the move. I, I think that just based on everything we've heard uh, all, and everything that that's on the, all the pressure that's on New Orleans to make a big step forward, you're just not t- practically, you're not going to do that with the 10th pick isn't going to, make a difference uh, in in most scenarios. I mean, so if you're not, if you're keeping the pick, it's because, I don't know, some other team had crazy high valuation. And one of the guys we talked about before, whether it's Nikhil or whether it's Jackson, and maybe one of the, one or both of those guys are out. And so you take it, but I, I I really don't see them making this pick for a player. They're going to keep. Yeah. I think it's going to make me sad when Josh Giddy is on the board and they don't take him and they end up, or they do take him and they trade him, that's going to break my heart. But um, I, I think you're right that I think the value play here is to move it and not just for a particular player. Obviously, if a guy like Damian Lillard is is on the table, yeah, go get him, right? There's there's a handful of players, more than a handful of players, actually, that are like, okay, go get him. But if it's like for fucking Malcolm Brogdon, it's like, yeah, no, thank you. Like, I, I keep 10. Like, I... I don't want, you know, not that tier player, but some someone better for sure. Um, I think the value play here is to trade back and try to acquire a pick in this year's draft. So like move back a few slots. I'm looking at OKC particularly, and I'm looking at Memphis. Uh, and, and Memphis, I think, is interesting because uh, it wasn't really on my mind until uh, a Grizzlies uh, beat writer from SB Nation, like, um, quote tweeted one of my tweets about like trading back or something. It's like, Oh, what about Memphis? And I'm like, Oh, cool. Like that's actually really intriguing. And we, we talked about potential, like what he would offer. And he said he would offer pick 17, the 2022 Utah jazz pick. Um, and one of one of Grayson Allen, Brandon Clark, um, Kyle Anderson or DeAnthony Melton. And I was like, Yes. No. Yeah. Like, so, sign me up. Like I For get, sure. uh, you know, I move back seven spots. I get a future pick and I get a player. I could plug into my rotation now. Right. Yeah. Um, so that's just for the pick. Is there any salary going up? Well, like, is there, was there talk about like, or, or what's New Orleans signing out? Um, I think for some of those guys, you need salary going out. I think for, for Melton and Anderson, you need to match some salary. It's not that difficult. They're not like high salary players. But like, you know, with like Grayson Allen or even Brandon Clark, you could send like Wes and Windu and the salary matches. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would that so you so you move back seven slots, you get another pick. It's I mean, granted, Utah's pick next year, unless unless there's a huge I mean they just have the best record in the league. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, like unless unless uh you know, something crazy happens with Donovan Mitchell, like that team's that team's and you still got Gobert locked in a long-term deal. Like that's a good team regardless. So like the pick that 22, 2022 pick, probably not that valuable, but if you're getting, if you still think you can get a similar caliber player in this draft, you get another pick at, to trade or keep or whatever for next year's draft. And you get a good re- rotation player. And those are those, those guys, those names you rattle off. They're, they're not like, they're, they're good players. They're good young players who can keep getting better. And so, yeah, yeah I, I'm, I'm kind of surprised that, Whoever floated that, I'm, I feel like a lot of Grizzlies fans wouldn't be on board with that, though. 
But you know, the funny thing is, like, I like informally polled uh, smart Grizzly fans, and they're like, "Yes, this trade makes a lot of sense for us." And and I think they're just really keen on on moving up and like getting uh, like either a scoring wing or like a or just a wing type player at ten. I'm like, cool, whatever, bro. Like, whatever floats your boat. I think they have like a lot of trust in their front office because they've had a lot of draft hits, and so yeah. with like an asset like number ten, that like, they maybe they feel like you know they can get a really useful player. Which hey, like. Yeah, I think it, that would make sense for both teams. Yeah, and I think to, to your point a little bit, the, the 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 Grizzlies have a lot of players who they who are kind of fill the same type of role. Like they're over, they, they're players that they took a chance on are paying off, but they're still not guys who really have a star profile, and they're not going to be the you know the the, the sidekick to, to John Morant. And so, I mean, I'm, I'm not talking about Jaron Jackson really yet. Guy, jury's still very much out on him, but all the other young guys. Um, that you mentioned, they're not, they're not going to be stars, but they're, they're already good players now and they're going to be, they're going to keep getting better. So I think, yeah, like, you know, like Grayson Allen is redundant with Desmond Bain and, and Dylan Brooks is already in the rotation yeah. and they're probably looking to upgrade like the shooting guard position anyway, to get more scoring. Um, you know, DeAnthony Melton is behind Ja and Tyus, you know, Tyus Jones is like, does different things, but again, they play like the same positions or similar size players um, with, with Brandon Clark. You know, like they just got Xavier Tillman and Jared Jackson's also a big with Jonas Valanciunas. Like, there's a lot going on there um, within their big situation. So, I, I agree. I mean, I think any of those players would be good fits. I actually was looking into Grayson Allen. I hate this because this guy's the most, I think he's an incredibly dirty player. I mean, I'll just, yeah. I'll just put it that way. Um, but the dude can shoot the hell out of the ball. Like, he's a legitimate movement shooter um and he can get hot he can get really hot he has a really good stroke that is a quick release and um he's he's had games where he's made like six or seven threes and and that kind of shooting ability is obviously something the Pelicans are looking for I wouldn't just thrust him into the starting lineup but if you put him in you know if you gave him all of JJ Reddick's minutes this past year you're probably like really freaking good because <laughs> JJ missed all of his shots and um this guy had a really good percentage of him, and he actually has good size and tries on defense. He's not the great uh, greatest isolation defender, but he uh, is a pretty good team defender, and he, and he hustles and like he gets the job done. Yeah, I mean, like there are other names you, you rattled off that I probably choose before, um, you know, before Grayson Allen. But I would say I, I agree with you, and uh, obviously he's another Duke guy, and so that that apparently scores you points with this organization. So <laughs> we should pretty much make him a Pelican already. Yeah. It's, they have, they have three Duke players that like, you know, like maybe the Pels like trade Bledsoe and 10 for, um, for Winslow, Tyus Jones and Grayson Allen <laughs> and 17. And, and, and that's, uh, they get all, all of their Duke players and then they continue the trend of being the, the real Duke South. Perfect. <laughs> um, Will, Will Geller is going to love that. Oh boy, yeah, he's going to be. It's going to be. Yeah, you know what? We should sign Austin Rivers just for fun, just for <laughs> for Will. Um, but yeah, I think you know, I think that should be the play here because you're you're going to be able to get rotation players and get future picks. I like the again. I like the idea of rolling ten into a pick later on, turning it also into a future pick because. I don't believe that the star caliber trades are going to be available at draft time. You know, maybe I'm wrong. Hopefully I'm wrong. Right. I, that's the dream. You're able to pull off a major trade, a blockbuster, 
But if that's not the case and you're, you're waiting until February or um, next summer, having future picks is going to be more valuable than having young players, which Pelicans just don't have room for. Um, yeah. And and so I, I like kicking the can down the road there. Um, I wanted to discuss a couple other trade possibilities. I was looking again, what I talked about, was it this pod? There was this pod where the Memphis fan was like, uh, not the Memphis fan, the jazz fan was like, yeah, I'll take Bledsoe for Boyan Bogdanovich. That dude, first of all, I don't know if that trade is viable, but I do believe that Boyan is acquirable from the jazz because they have 134, 136 million in guaranteed salaries right now. So they are, uh, I think at the tax line or over the tax already and slightly under the apron. And they haven't even signed Mike Conley yet. So they are definitely going to be way into the tax. Um, and I think they want the, the reports are they want to get more athletic. So I feel like that guy at 32 years old is acquirable from the jazz organization. And I'm very curious what you think his fit is for the Pelicans. Good, good, good Lord. I was just looking at the jazz cap sheet. Now as you mentioned, like without it's expensive. Him. It's insane. It, it, like you said, even without Cal, they're at 130 million guaranteed before Conley. Yep. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, again, great, great decisions with the Derek Favors contract. Um, definitely nothing that you and I use. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Give me more, more players that aren't afraid to shoot the ball and shoot the ball at a high clip, like straight up. It, I, it, to me, it's that simple. And so, um, you know, I, I feel like that is I, I don't I don't see why the Pelicans wouldn't want to go after a player like that. Um, you know, I I, I don't know. It, it really is that simple to me. They need they need shooters. Um boy, it's not like he add, he doesn't really add a ton sometimes in other areas. Wasn't there a game this year where, or last year where he scored like 30 points and had zero assists, zero rebounds, something like that? Some ridiculous. 35, yeah, 35 points, zero, 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 zero. <laughs> yeah. He's a pure hooper as the as the kids would call it these days. He's a what? Pure Hooper. Hooper. Oh, yeah. Pure, pure Hooper. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not like you're getting the most versatile skill set. And so, and he is, he's paying, he's going to get 19 mil a year for that. I think he's year. a versatile offensive player. Oh, and so I, I guess, I mean, as far as, um, you know, I guess everything raw, else, raw stats. But yeah, yeah. I mean, like in the way, like he, he can, yeah, I mean, he can move without the ball. I can put the ball on the floor. I, I think he's got, I mean, he, he is versatile from a scoring perspective. I think that's fair. I think it's- Dude shot 46% from three in the playoffs this year. That's wild to me. How many games they play again? Uh, they beat Memphis in five and lost to the Clippers in six. I think 11 games. Yeah, that's, that's good. Yeah, enough. I, he was good. He was, I would take him, but but, but Pels can't be choosing. <laughs> not, yeah. not with guys like him. Um, the question I posed on Twitter today, which is disgusting, is would <laughs> I love you, you promising. Is it? It's disgusting. There we go. Would you? Would you? So, if if all it took to get Bullion was Bledsoe and and Wes, uh, Wes of Wundu, but you had to take on Derek Favors' contract, would you do it? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, so what's that? Um, no, I wouldn't. You wouldn't do it. No, that that, that ten. Derek Favors is a hundred thousand percent opting into that ten million in twenty two, twenty three. You don't think he can be like salary ballast for trade? 
I mean, sure, but now you've got him and Steven. That's just a lot of dead money in centers that I don't really want to, to, to anything to do with. Um, yeah, you'd effectively be like trading for Boyan and like paying him 30, like, you know, like 10 million on top of his current deal. Like that's, that's the premium you're paying him because favorite ain't going to play a fucking man. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I, how mad would Derek favorites be? <laughs> you have so like, like incestuous relationship between the jazz and the Pelicans or they just swap uh, Derek favors like back I, and forth. I tell you what, if you, you put that trade on the table and you also give me the jazz name back, I'll, I'll sign. Okay, we're talking. I dig it. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I think that's too that's that's a little too too much uh, for for me uh, on favors as well. What if you could find a third team for favors like immediately? Um, but it required you taking on like a similarly like like block contract. Um, I mean, if if the player fits better, then I'm I'm open to it. So, like, what if it was, like, Tarian Prince, but you had to send, like, two seconds extra to, to Cleveland to do it? Um, I don't – I mean, seconds are – unless you're talking about, like, a, a second rounder from, like, a – I do value second rounders from teams I think are going to be really bad, like the first five to seven picks in the second round. But uh, if we're just talking about any any run-of-the-mill second-round pick, I'm I, – I, yeah, I mean, I, I think that makes me more more open to it if you can find that more instantaneously. Than me think than me having to rationalize Derek Favors on this team again. Okay, that's that's fair to me. Um, but yeah, I think what, what the Boyan thing kind of and and even the Memphis stuff opened my eyes up to is that like there's shooters on other teams that could potentially be had that like I didn't really think about before. Like obviously we've hammered the Buddy stuff. We've talked about Bird Towns a little bit. We've talked about some you know CJ. Talked about Brogdon. Um, yeah, I mean, I think Boyan Boyan is a hell of a shooter. That would that would be incredible. Fred Grayson Allen obviously fits the bill here. I think there's some free agency guys like Kelly Olynyk. I'd be interested in. Uh, he played really well in Houston. Um, and obviously, like if you can get Dame Lillard, Mason, would you give up porn for a year if the Pelicans could get Damian Lillard? <laughs> what a ridiculous <laughs> question! <laughs> oh man. Yes, probably. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> okay. What's your answer? <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! I just wanted to get your reaction out of that. <laughs> oh man. Um. Yeah. That was. That was. Uh. That was. Uh. I think that's a good place to end the podcast. <laughs> Oh man, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna figure out who listened to the end of this one. Uh, that'll be that'll be great.
everyone, my name is Colin Kelly and I have one question for you. Do you love fantasy football and do you want to win in 2021? Then be sure to check out Rotoviz Overtime and all the other Rotoviz podcasts with new shows dropping every day on Blue Wire. We've got you covered for all things fantasy football. Subscribe to Rotoviz Overtime today.